It's time for another hour of Reflections of Grace Outreach Ministries, Thursday weekly discussion with Thomas and Denise. We are the walkers, inspiring souls and removing the mask through the word of God. Join us as we discuss biblical topics with a life applicable approach. We talk about biblical topics such as marriage, purpose, loneliness, family, salvation, forgiveness, holiness, and so much more. We also have inspirational books and poetry that we expound on during our weekly program. You can subscribe to us on our YouTube channel at Reflections of Grace Outreach Ministries and join our Anchor Podcast channel. And now join us for another enjoyable evening. God bless. God bless and thank you, each and every one of you that's joined in tonight. I am so glad that you can join with us tonight. This is Reflections of Grace Outreach Ministries. My name is Elder Thomas Walker and my wife, Minister Denise, she's away on assignment. But I wanted to stop by and encourage you all for a few seconds today. Um, well, a few minutes, I put it like that. But I just wanted you all to stay encouraged and and. And enjoy today. This is the day the Lord has made, and we're going to still rejoice and be glad in everything and in every situation that comes our way. Uh, today, um, I'm, I'm doing good. I'm doing all right. But, you know, I just wanted to share that I did have a loss in my immediate family, which some people might not consider it a loss. loss. But my wife and I, we, we lost a pet. Her name was Boots. She was uh, 13 years old, and she was with us for, wow, 13 years. And it, it made us, when we first when we first brought her home, she was like maybe two months old. So she was still a real puppy. And her being a real puppy was great for us because it gave us an opportunity to, to grow with her. And she is and was everything that we could have wanted in a, in a pet. You know, she was obedient. She was nice. She was kind. She was stubborn. <laughs> she was loyal, too. And we have two other dogs. We have her son, which is, uh, we call him the runt. His name, Petey. And the father of, of the dog is named Ori. And um, it, it we was a bit of a close knit family for so long, you know. And now we are wrestling with uh, the grief of losing a dog. And I know a lot of people say, "Well, it's it's not a family member, and it's not a friend, it's not somebody walking on two legs." But when you've spent that much time nurturing and and being in anything's life for a period of time, you grow attachment to them. And I thank God for my attachment because it, it reveals that I still have a heart to love and still have a, a heart to want to be loved, you know. And I'm, some days and mornings are hard because she used to be, 
my wake up call. She used to wake me up every morning and rise or shine seven days a week at the same time. And, and no matter what, she had me up, you know, weekends, days off. She would wake me up at, at, at the point at time right before I needed to go to work. And I kind of got used to it because listening to her bark, I, I was like, oh, okay, boots. I'm getting up <laughs> and she, she'll keep barking until I get up and come down and, and see what's, what's going on or she see me. Then she's like, oh, okay, you woke. Now get up and take care of us because it's your day, <laughs> you know, and for that, I want to say, you know, thank you, Boots. Thank you for being a dog that my wife and I needed when we first got married for everything, you know, and um, I want to talk about grief a little bit, you know, because me, myself, handling grief is not an easy thing for me because um, I, um, I spent so many years in the military uh, it being programmed, I'll say that, to quote unquote, suck it up and drive on, meaning, you know, we were told, okay, deal with it later, deal with it later, deal with it later, until after you deal with stuff later and later down the road, it builds up mentally and emotionally until you become somewhat like a, a robot or like a machine because you haven't had the opportunities to express yourself outwardly the way most people would. So when you see military people out and about or you know of them, you know, just be more cognizant of, of the lifestyle and the programming and the deprogramming that well, all of us had to experience to live and move and be in the military because it, it, they have to literally, like they say, they have to tear you down to rebuild you into a soldier or a sailor or a Marine or a Coast Guard or astronaut. So, um, yeah, that's about right. But as you come home, you you start to see that your programming is really kicked in because the things that are relevant to a lot of people aren't relevant to us. And a lot of things that make sense to other people don't always make sense to us. <laughs> so that's not because we don't care. It's not because we're not um, in tune with anything. It's just the way we were built in that time and that sequence. So when you see people that come from the military that has uh, small little idiosyncrasies that you notice and point out, you know, be a little understanding to uh, what they're feeling and what they're thinking and how they are processing the transition. And that's important. That's really, um, that's really important for everyone to kind to, you know, uh, understand, and that way we won't have to worry about misunderstandings or someone taking another person for granted or, or anything like that. But 
anyway, I'm glad that I'm here. I'm here and I'm I'm here and I'm I'm talking and, 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 and I'm understanding how God works things out in his own way, you know. But tonight I just want to talk about that, you know, what is grief and what does grief mean to us in our own way? You know, grief is is defined by, you know, us um dealing with the loss and trying to maintain our, our focus on, on things in life and missing someone and, and missing something that made an intricate part and played an integral role in our lives. And if you're dealing with grief, if you're dealing with situations and things that, 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 you have lost a loved one or, or even lost a pet or a friend, you know, I'm here to tell you there's no real words that are going to be able to really uh, suffice how you feel. It's no real words or, or anything that you can say, anyone can say or do in that moment that will take the sting away. You know, psychologists says, and, and many scholars that are, um, counseling the counselors or training the counselors, they say the best, the best remedy that a person can do when someone's grieving is just to listen and, and come alongside them and, and support them in any way possible. Now, don't try to understand how they feel. Don't try to understand the grief and, and just listen, just be there. Let them know that you are there. You know, many times a lot of people when they are uh, church people or Christians, they they like to always say, well, God don't make no mistakes. And, uh, you know, that we might know that in that instance in ourselves, you know, um, for another instance. But in this time and season, you know, nobody really wants to hear that God don't make no mistakes when they're grieving, you know. So we have to, as believers, as Christians, we have to understand what words, what scriptures to use that can bring a person peace. And if you don't know the right scripture, and if you don't know how to handle a person or deal with a person that's going through grief, it's best to just be quiet and just hold their hand and just listen to them. So don't make it worse by saying something that's inappropriate. Find something appropriate to say, such as, hey, I'm here for you if, I, if you need me. Uh, if you want to talk about it, I'm here with you. If you don't want to talk about it, we could just sit. Sometimes just sitting with a person makes all the difference in the world when they're grieving. And a lot of times, you know, people want to express themselves or talk about that, that loved one that have gone on. Allow them that moment to do that and try not to cut them off when you, you are, when they're talking. You know, let them talk all the way through it, because the more you talk about your grief and talk about that loved one, the, the process of healing begins. Now, I do want to say, first and foremost, all griefs aren't the same griefs. So one person might grieve one way and another person might grieve differently in another way. And we can't 
put it like a psychologist says, you can't cookie cut it, the, a person's emotions and how they are supposed to feel or dealing with loss. You can't put that in um, some type of term to where everyone is supposed to be that way, you know, like that proverbial suck it up and drive on for every, every military man or, or woman that has faced trauma. It's unfortunate that that was the reality of that day because everybody did not suck it up and drive on. And a lot of people were affected heavily by what they endured or encountered. So we can't, we can't put everything in one little box when we're talking and when we're relating to someone. Just like when uh, you reach out to a person and let them know that something uh, traumatic or someone in your family, or you've lost a loved one, and that includes a pet, they reach out to you and, and notify you, then you just go silent, you know, or you don't respond to them, or you don't uh, recognize that they're in pain over that situation, or even identify that that person may be hurting and may just need uh, some some consoling words or just to feel as if you heard them and you understand what they're going through and it was important to them. So why wasn't it important to you? Well, a lot of times people don't, they don't look at it that way, <laughs> you know, and that's unfortunate because that's just how it happens. And as men and women, and you could be a believer or a non-believer, but as men and women, we have to continue to try to find our humanity. Now, I'm not talking about humanism. I'm talking about humanity, humanity, the ability to love, the ability to have compassion and empathy. That's what we need more of in the world. You know, it just seems as if things have gotten so much more colder as it as in the, the, the previous years and previous decades, even during the depression or uh, the Great Depression back in the 30s and World War II and World War I, you know, everybody had uh, the ability to show empathy and compassion for one another. But ever since the post-civil rights era, and up during this time frame, it is few and far between. And it's, no, it's being noticed in, in so many ways because nowadays you look and you're walking down the street and you could speak to a person and that person would literally not speak back. Now, I know a lot of people have things on their mind. A lot of people have is issues that they're dealing with in their own headspace. However, whatever happened to common courtesy etiquette to where a person would say, hey, good morning, how are you doing? And they look at you and say, good morning back as a, a, a token of appreciation or acknowledgement that you even spoke to them. I was walking down the street one day and this guy, you know, he was a big guy and I was walking down the street and, and I looked at him in, in the eye because my, my mother and, and the 
older people that I've always grew up around, they always say, when you speak to somebody, look at them in the face. Don't have your head down. Look at them in the face because that shows that you acknowledge them and you want to be acknowledged. So I did that. And I looked him in the face. I said, good morning. And he looked at me, grunted, and walked away. And I'm like, man, you know, <laughs> that was crazy. But Another instance. Now, if you ever get this, um, I know we're talking about grieving, but I'm talking about human nature now. And that all ties in to when a person is grieving, how do you as a person conduct yourself around that person that's grieving? How do you become a support and not a hindrance to that person that's grieving? Now, this person uh, was a female. And I don't think it matter what color they were because most females do this. And I'll say most and not some, I'm gonna say most. When you're walking, a male walking close to, up to them on the same side of the street and they're coming from the opposite side of the street. Men, now you could comment up below if you, if you have experienced this. And women, if you do this, comment below too, because I would like to know why. W-H-Y is when you're walking down the street and you, you know, you just casually walking and you want to you, you go out to say good morning or hello, how you doing? That's the man. And here go the woman. This is what the woman do. She walking deep. She turn her head before she even get to you toward the street to uh, identify that she don't want to make eye contact with you, number one. Number two, you're not important to her. Number three, I'm turning my head because I don't want to speak to you. Now, if somebody was getting ready to kidnap her or something, or something detrimental was getting ready to happen to her, that same guy could be the one that's going to jump in and save her or jump in and, and, and um, prevent anything from happening to her. But instead... She turned her head and was walking past her. If it was a pole right there, she ran into it. Her head was turned so far back. You know, and we have to get out of that because we have to have common courtesy for each other. And we have to have empathy for each other because we don't know what day it is for everybody. Because like my stepfather used to say, every dog has their day. And some dogs got two days. And what that means, a lot of times things come into each other in people's lives at different times. And when they come at different times, you have to really be aware of who can you turn to? Where's your support system? Where's your network system that, that uh, people that reaches out to you in troubled times and bad times? Do you have any? Uh, if you don't have any, why do you have friends that always call you with their problems, always call you with situations that's going on in their lives, and like it's a fire drill or, or 911, but when things happen in your life, you can't find them. <laughs> They're nowhere to be found. They don't post anything on your page. They don't look you up. They don't like nothing you're doing. They just... G15 classified, they gone. 
you know, how does that make the person feel? Does that make the first person believe that, okay, maybe they're busy, maybe they didn't see it. Does that make a person feel as if, well, um, maybe something came up and they'll get with me later? Or does that person feel as if you're not a friend? You're not a person that really supported them. You're not a person that really are truthful in your relationship. So we have to really be mindful of the picture that we are painting to each other. If we say that we're going to be friends, the Bible says we have to show ourselves friendly. And like we talked about last week, there's life and death and the power of the tongue. And that means when, when we are talking to someone that's grieving and someone really need to hear a word of encouragement or support, your words mean so much to them. A card means so much. A email means so much. A text means so much because that shows and that uh, relates to that person that someone cares. Someone took the time to acknowledge that inside of your person, your place, your thing, that you are hurting and they want to try to show you that they, they see it. They are there with you. You don't have to go through it alone. That's what it's all about, people. It's, it's not about the clicks and the clacks. It's not about who got this and who got that. And it's definitely not about, you know, um, what church I go to and where I live and uh, what type of cars and materialistic things that I have. It's about what we are projecting and showing people that's in our hearts. And our hearts is what God sees. And if your heart not clean, God sees that. And if your heart has aughts or issues against someone, God sees your heart. So you're not just hurting a person or, or making a person that needed your support feel bad. God is seeing that. And he's grieved in his spirit because the, the, the image of God, which is you, um, is not exhibiting the fruits of God, the love of God, you know. And God wants us to love each other no matter what. For God so loved the world that he sacrificed his only son, that we may have uh, opportunity to be saved and live in, in, in eternity with him and to be reconciled back to him. So God knows and he understands what we're going through and how we um are projecting things to each other because he sees our hearts. And the Bible tells us that God says, man sees the outward appearance, but God says, but I see the heart. So let's be cognizant enough. Think about that when you all aren't um, um, supporting, aren't reaching out, aren't showing the real love, um, the love that that helps a person get through tough times. Think about that because God sees your heart. And sometimes when uh, your exhibition of not showing real love comes through to one person, 
Sometimes God allows that same exhibition to come back on you, but comes back on you two and three and four times as rough. Just so you, it brings the remembrance back to your mind. Man, I should have called him and I should have reached out to him and, and I should have said, hey, I'm thinking about you. I'm encouraging you. Hey, is there anything I can do? I'm praying for you, you know. And then you start to think about it because what's good about God is God will lay on your heart when you're supposed to reach out to a person, how you're supposed to reach out to them, and which way that you're reaching out to them will help them just at the right moment. Meaning when you find out that someone is grieving, God will touch your heart to say, well, maybe I'll text them and tell them a few words of encouragement. Maybe I'll send them a few Bible scriptures uh, via text. Maybe I'll send them a heart symbol or even there say, well, I'm going to call that person and I'm going to speak to them because it's good that they hear my voice and God give me the words to say. Well, there's another way. They'll send an email. Uh, email, uh, type it up, you know, hey, I'm thinking about you, I love you. You know, God has, has a way of using all of these different methods to reveal that he cares and loves for someone that's grieving. Now, it's up to us as uh, vessels that God uses to utilize them. But if you're hard-hearted, if you stiff-necked, or if you're at a place where you have some type of jealousy or whatever, envy, or you just don't care, then God can't use you. But then how can you expect for God to plead, God to, uh, to do anything for you when he can't use you to do something for someone else? You see, you got to think about that because like the proverbial, every dog got a day and some dog got two days. And another thing that people say is what goes around comes around, you know, and oh, other thing they say, karma is a, you know what? Well, all those three things points to the heart. <laughs> they all points to your heart. If your heart is not showing and not exhibiting the love of God in it, and, and to the point where you want to reach out in empathy and compassion to, to see that person through their journey of grief so that they can, they can know and be uplifted and supported during that time so that when they're coming out of their grief, they will always be able to look back and say, thank you. Thank you for being there for me. But then again, if you know that things are going wrong in a person's life and they have lost a loved one or a loved pet and you don't say anything, you don't acknowledge it, you don't like it on Facebook, you don't like it on Instagram, you don't like it on YouTube, you don't like it nowhere, man, you just, <laughs> you just ghost, you know, don't nobody know where you're at, man, you know, I, I understand, people understand you go through your own situation, your own problems and your own things that, that you probably not, might not have time to deal with or worry with that time of that day, you know, but, you know, don't let too many days go by if you really love and care about someone that you reach out to them by any means necessary to let them know you care. That's what true love, true friendship, true uh, true relationships is all about, you know, going that extra mile when you need to, not when you have to, 
when you need to, you know, and that's what I want to talk about tonight is it's just the, the etiquette and how we conduct ourselves. If you know someone out there that is going through a tough time, someone that is grieving, someone that has experienced uh, trauma in their lives, do not hesitate to reach out to them. If God lay it on your heart to talk to them or to reach out to them, please do so because you never know. Your words could be the difference and them being confident or continuing to grieve. We don't know that. That's why God puts it in our heart to say a thing or to do a thing because he wants, uh, number one, that expression of love to go forth in that person's life. And number two, that person to, to know that they're not alone. So with that being said, I'm gonna, I'm gonna um, leave you are with one scripture tonight, and I, I pray that it really helps you. It's found in Revelation, the 21st chapter. Got my trusty Bible here, and um, at the fourth verse 21 and 4. And it reads, and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There shall be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying. There shall be no more pain, for the former things have passed away. Then he who sat on the throne said, behold, I will make all things new. And he said to me, Right for these words are true and faithful. So I want to leave you all with that scripture that God is here. The Lord is with us, each and every one of us, when we're going away, going through our struggle and our, our times of trauma and tears. But he wants us to know that there will be a day when you won't have to cry no more. There's going to be a day when you won't be in any suffering or pain anymore. And there will be a day when you'll be able to lift your head and be able to uh, feel the comfort and peace of God in your life. And if, you, if you're experiencing those times now, please reciprocate it to others. If you find peace, if you find love and joy that, that you are overwhelmed with, you know, share that peace, share that love, share that joy with others. Don't hold on to it like it's all yours and no one else needs it. Others need to feel that. And that's where we can be effective as men and women on this earth. Share love, share peace, share joy. And the next time you walk down the street, men and women, Man, don't be afraid to say, good morning, how are you? And women, don't be afraid to say, hello, how are you? Back. And don't turn your head to the, to the street as if that person don't exist. That's disrespectful and that's really mean and ugly. And 
you know, if a person is, is thinking enough about you to speak, speak back. And men, don't give up on speaking and saying, hello, how you doing? Because that's if that's who you are, if that's the spirit that God gave in you to be a, a polite, respectful person, maintain that. Don't get mad and say, B, don't you hear me talking to you? You know, stuff like that. No, no, that's not, that's not what it, that's not where it's at. You know, if they don't speak to you, just keep going. The next person might speak. The next person might speak. You might get a good morning one of those times. So keep trying and keep doing it. Keep lifting up who you are, being okay with who you are, the, the politeness, the kindness, the, uh, the mannerisms that you have, because that's who God created you to be. And that could be a strength of yours and not a weakness. And for that woman, you know, I just pray that somewhere down the road, you know, God touch your heart to where you could be a little more receptacle, uh, 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 friendly high. Now, I understand you have to guard yourself and you can't sit around and say hi to every man that, that smile at you. And that's where discernment comes in that. But if there's a nice person that's, that you can feel don't want anything no more than just to say hi and speak to you, then respond in, in, in the right way. But if you know that's old Wolfie out there that's trying to get your number and trying to pull up on you and all that stuff, then, you know, you know how to deal with it. You know how to, 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 to you know, be polite, walk away. <laughs> and if you got to run, run. But um it's all about connection, reconnecting now. You know, since the COVID, everybody has uh, become tribal or separate. And we really have to get back to um, trying to reconnect on a physical and emotional level. So that's it for me tonight. Just remember that um, I'm praying for you all and you all pray for us, me and my wife and and my my two dogs that's left here, that God will continue to strengthen us through this grieving period. And um, please feel free to comment. Please feel free to uh, reach out, email, or either way, uh, Reflections of Grace Outreach Ministries.org. And leave a comment down below also. So God bless you. And we love you here. And we thank you all for the kind support that has been given. And we thank you for the kind words as well. So with that being said, I'm going to leave with a word of prayer. Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you, Lord, that you have been so good to us. Lord, I pray that you watch over each person that hears this uh, message, that they, uh, that they are enlightened and they are finding comfort and peace, knowing that you are with them. You said in the Bible that, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. So, Lord, I ask you to be with them that are grieving. I ask you, Lord, to, to reach out your love and your mercy and touch their hearts. Lord, we ask you to just strengthen us where we may be grieving, where we might be going through a struggle. We ask you, Father, to just continue to infill us, to indwell us with your Holy Spirit that will comfort us 
and give us joy. Now, Lord, as we leave this call and leave this line, I ask you, Lord, those that are in the world, those that are out there that may be going through trauma and going through uh, bad situations or lost a loved one, I ask you, Lord, to, to send your comforting angels, send your, your peace, send your love, send examples of love their way and support and wrap your arms around them so that they can feel the joy and the comfort and the peace of knowing that you are with them. We bless your name and we thank you and we praise your name. In your name, Jesus, amen. Amen. So God bless you all and thank you. And believe you me, just being here, talking with you all today have encouraged me so much more. And the words uh, of the Bible and the scriptures have uplifted and encouraged me too. So I uh, wasn't it just encouraging you, I was encouraging myself as well. And I thank God that he made that happen, that he allowed that to happen. And he gave me strength to still come online and reach out to you all. So I love you all. God bless you. Don't forget to, um, to leave a comment or subscribe or share it with whoever. Either way, I love you all and have a good night. Good night, everyone.